0: I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George.
0: And this is
1: Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them.
0: The other day, and by the other day, I mean like a few weeks ago.
1: Yep. That's your time.
0: It it is. Everything is the other day. It could have been like four years ago. It's the other day.
1: The other day. What happened?
0: I was editing a podcast and I heard you telling me that if I wasn't being careful about my tone of voice that... I sounded like I was being snarky about our kids' problems. Right. And when I was editing an episode recently, more recently, I heard your tone of voice in the recording. And I thought to myself, if I didn't know him better, that would sound a lot like mansplaining.
1: Yeah. So you told me that today.
0: I did while we were out for tacos. And I said, Hey, you know, I told you, I heard you the other day. And remember how when you first started to transition and your voice first started to drop, and your mom would always think that you were angry, and other people would always say that you sounded angry.
1: And I was just using my man voice. Yeah. And they weren't used to it.
0: They weren't used to it. And so now you sound like you're mansplaining. But you were not familiar with that term.
1: No, I hadn't heard that. It's it's a clever thing, but I, I didn't know about it. And it's been a thing for quite a while, according to what you showed me. You You looked it up on your phone and showed me There's actually a Wikipedia of that, which I'm sure there's a lot of those. So, yeah.
0: Yes, it has its own Wikipedia page about mansplaining. And so you were not familiar with the concept of mansplaining, and I had to sort of elaborate on what that was. And I told you, well, it's when men explain things in the way that men tend to explain things. A little bit of condescending and a whole lot of not quite knowing what they're saying.
1: Right. Right. Which is kind of what it sounded like when you said that. But I like, a, a oddly enough, a firmer definition of those words.
0: Yes, you, you needed to make the concept in your head, and you uh, didn't have enough concept to build.
1: I had an idea, and I didn't want to be mansplaining it, okay?
0: Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now,
1: now that I think about it, that's yes. what it was. Okay. I thought, I think it's this, but let me check.
0: And I said, this is the kind of thing that you often hear around, like, for example, reproductive rights bills in various legislative sessions.
1: That was a good way to explain that to me.
0: Because it's men explaining women's health.
1: Yes. But the term seems like it comes from some of those more extreme situations. But men have been doing lots of this for a long time. and. And I noticed that the term came around 2008 or 2009, and it was out of an article by uh, a certain woman who wrote some cool books. It sounded like to me, like I'd like to check out those books. But she didn't say mansplaining, but it came out of that and then it became a thing. And I think it's kind of cool that these words can become things now. Because before the constant access to the internet and especially more so social media spreading things faster mm-hmm. often like wildfire which we call viral yes before all that a lot of it would be dismissed mm-hmm. and then some of it would stick here and there in our culture but but not the same way it does now it makes the rounds faster it settles down faster unless it's something that's has its own self-perpetuating components but i had never heard mansplaining and that's Possibly because I don't spend a lot of time on any type of media, social or otherwise.
0: That would be correct.
1: When I was saying back to you, oh, write down those things so we don't forget this later when we're wanting to make our podcast. uh, I said manscaping instead of mansplaining because my brain hadn't latched onto the mansplaining words. And, you know, that's a whole nother. Thing, which I did have to do to, you know, stick band-aids on after the revision from the surgery.
0: You did have to do a little manscaping in order to make your band-aids go the right way. I didn't
1: want those three-inch long chest hairs <laughs> stuck to all the bandages again.
0: Aww.
1: You can kind of, you know, when they're that long, you can kind of hold it down. And I didn't want any... Uh,
0: Unintentional waxing?
1: In an already, at that point, tender area. But anyhow, it wasn't manscaping. It was mansplaining. And the other thing was...
0: Man spreading.
1: Man spreading, which I did know from a very funny like YouTube thing I ran across at some point about things men do that would be very odd if women did them. And mm-hmm. then they had a woman doing all the things, like stopping to pee and peeing on a wall, mm-hmm. you know, and going to sit down somewhere where there's like almost enough room for a small child to fit between two people and putting themselves there and then spreading out enough that the other people just finally get up and leave. Yeah. So.
0: Man spreading
1: manspreading which you were you were familiar with from having to unlearn
0: I did have to unlearn manspreading I had to learn not to manspread
1: and how old were you when you
0: When I realized that sitting the way I normally want to sit and positioning my body to take up the space that it naturally is inclined to take up was not socially advantageous. Um Maybe... Like
1: middle school or...
0: Yeah, late middle school, early high school, probably.
1: I wonder how you figured that out, if you even remember, but... Well, I You know probably didn't know it was manspreading.
0: One, one, no, I didn't recognize it as manspreading. Like, I heard someone whispering, look how she's sitting or something. It was a middle school health class. Someone said, look how she's sitting. I heard someone whisper it. And that was the first thing that put it into my brain, like, wait a minute, me... What, what am I sit? How am I sitting? I'm sitting like this.
1: Yeah, you're kind of a man spread at this point.
0: Yes, I am. The way you we're sitting right up, now at the microphone.
1: You would be taking up a spot for
0: a I'm good, taking up about three people's worth of space right you, now. Yes, you are. And it's there's, comfortable.
1: There's room in here for it. It's not a social issue in our microphone area. It's not. No,
0: you're taking up about two people's worth of space. You're a little man, spreaded yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to stay near the microphone. Cause otherwise, you pointed it and look at me like over there, over there, over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I so. do. Yes, but
1: well, you you you're good at paying attention to that. Otherwise, we would have the this sound going on.
0: Yes, we can't have you talking like this because then it doesn't sound very even and our audience would have a difficult time listening to what you're saying.
1: So I, I get why you do that. but
0: So anyway, it made me laugh to hear you sound like you were mansplaining because it really is just the tone of your voice and I knew what you were talking about and I knew the tone in which you intended it because I know you. Right. But sort of like when you said I was sounding snarky the other day, the tone could come off to a um, uninitiated listener as...
1: As mansplaining.
0: Yes. Do you remember
1: what I was talking about?
0: I don't.
1: I think that for me, if I have that tone, in part it's the change of my voice.
0: Yes. And so
1: now I'm a man. And so... I Not that I wasn't a man, but just nobody could tell. So that was always the problem. Right. But, and it is quite comfortable that they can tell that now. Yay. Even though there are weird things that happen. At least the things that happen are more amusing instead of all the other types of problematic things they were. But <laughs> yeah. anyhow, for me being mostly the oldest child type syndrome, you know, because we were spread out enough, my siblings and I, that that I was... Technically and in a practical sense, the oldest child at given points in my childhood. I just make up shit because that's what I had to do (laughs) in
0: order to... Little kids are asking questions and they're not going to be happy with I don't know. So you make shit up. And we actually talked about this and I was just thinking about it a few seconds ago. When you said, before you even said that, I was thinking about it earlier when we were getting ready to record that I did the same thing when I was young because I was an only became a first when I was in elementary school was when my younger siblings started to come along. And so it was that I am the babysitter and little kids are going to ask me everything and I'm just going to make up shit because I make shit up. And if it's believable, then it'll get them quit asking me questions.
1: Right. And also some of the things I kind of did know and I didn't know what I didn't know I wasn't aware of what I didn't know. Let me say, you know a little bit more explainable, <laughs> since we're on the explaining topic. Yes. Um, so I would just tell them the best I knew as well. Right. Well,
0: this makes sense to uh, me, and it incorporates things that I know to be true. So
1: I will tell you what I know about it. Yep. because you are asking questions.
0: Although didn't other it people happen- around
1: me are absent or intoxicated. So
0: there you go. But I didn't would it- have
1: to do all the explaining
0: you do the none didn't it happen though that like some years later when you guys were adults that your sister had asked you about something and you explained it to her and she asked you now is that really the way it is or is that just what you're telling me that it is
1: she probably did because, you know, as adults, she started figuring out or I probably admitted to her as we became adults that I would just tell you what I knew or make the rest of it up because I'd put the puzzle pieces of what I knew together in my head and figure the rest of it out the best I understood. And if that makes sense, that's what I'd tell you because an answer was required.
0: Right. <laughs> so, so that's terribly funny to I, me.
1: I don't even think I totally realized it until I was... Probably at least in high school or or getting out of high school and thought to myself, oh, I'm just saying this because that's what I think it is. I'm not sure. So I would say it that way. At that point, I'd say, well, I think blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not, well, it's this way. Because that would be some mansplaining.
0: You were mansplaining even then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. I'm sorry. It was mansplaining required. (laughs) And <laughs> I the only man available Have you
0: ever been the victim of mansplaining?
1: Oh, lots of times
0: Can you come up with a good example?
1: I, I don't know if I can come up with a precise, you know, example But I can remember as a young lesbian Hanging out with other lesbian people I, I let, me, let me correct that I can remember as a young person hanging out with lesbians Okay <laughs> That's what it feels like, you know, now that I have the perspective I do That we would, we would talk about how there's some guys, oh, he's one of those guys who thinks everyone wants to hear what he has to say. And so he's gonna go on and on about whatever it is that you really don't give a flying rat's ass of. Right. Because he thinks he knows. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have the term mansplaining then. Yes. History has always had this.
0: Although it's kind of funny that in our culture, we have this sense of men are supposed to be in charge even though they don't know what the hell is going on. So we can let them think that they're in charge, but we're not really letting them be in charge.
1: I, I thought about this after we made the podcast about me going to the store to get my shirt. Because, I, you know, I was kind of on the observation mode at that point, I would have a different approach now. I would go in and say, this is what I want. Right. Exactly. Because now I I have a better idea of what they have there and how they operate. But what they were doing was the whole sir and ma'am thing, which we touched on in a previous recent podcast, it sounds like, yes, sir. But there's an underlying purpose to that. And I think it is, in part, that they want to acknowledge that they think you're in charge so that you won't be a bother about wanting to be in charge. Does that make sense?
0: It totally does. That's pretty reasonable way of doing things. When I worked in retail, that was one of the things we were trained to do, is to basically say everything like it was the customer's idea. Doesn't matter if they were male or female, but, oh, I see that you're looking for this or this. Is there a particular, you know, occasion or, and that's the other thing you have to be, they have to know which occasion.
1: Well, that, that has been my experience as a man. As a perceived woman person, I would not get all these questions, but I I know that I've mentioned when when I went for flowers once at the store, I was in the big store, and I went to stop and look at the flowers, and the lady comes over there and is like, well, first of all, they know men buy things, so they're going to come right over there and see if they can get what you need, so you'll hurry up and buy it. That's my perception and my experience in the world. And then the other thing is, they want to sir you. hmm That helps them sell something. Yes. Like you said, the customer's idea. But because you're a man, they assume you don't know what you're getting. You're going to get the wrong flowers. You don't know what flowers to get for what thing. Right. So same thing with the shirt. What's the occasion?
0: You don't Um, want to get the the one with the pin tucks and all the extra fancies if it's just for going to work. But they don't want to tell you,
1: hey, dude, I know you're at the store to buy a shirt, but you probably really don't know what kind of shirt to buy because you don't know your ass from your elbow, but I'll call you sir- And find out what it is you're going to so I can get the right thing for you.
0: And so it's so nice that you want to get your wife an anniversary present. Do you have asked for one or two more details? Again, asking lots of questions and then putting all those things together and say, oh, so you really want a... And it's great that you want to do that. And what would you like to have done with this, that, and the other? And how should I wrap it for you? Because that's an upsell. And oh, I bet you want to do this other thing for her as well, and...
1: Without telling you, hey, you didn't know you are supposed to do this. Let me tell you, you should.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But but here's the
1: other thing I think also happens. Women often are very experienced with shopping or like it, or the other gender-differing thing here is we'll talk more. And I never was one of those women Mm -hmm. that would talk to somebody. Mm -mm. So... It's a big difference to me because before they figured I was a quiet person, but I still wanted to figure it out myself or had these ideas. Like women have these like magazines with the flowers in and they know what they want this flower and guys are like, give me flowers. You know, that's the big gender gap Mm -hmm. thing. And then there's all the people in between. And so if you're being quiet, but you say, well, I'm interested in these flowers, do you have any more like this? And you're talking to them about it. They kind of know, okay, this person kind of knows what they want. I might be able to upsell them. But whereas I get the same
0: thing at the auto parts store. You do. I do. Mm -hmm. Like the last time I did my own brakes, I went in there and I said, I need this, this, this. And they said, oh, good. What kind of car is it for? Like they didn't trust me telling them this is the size and this is the brand I want. And first thing they did was ask me, what kind of car are you putting it on?
1: Well, and if you were a man looking person Uh instead of a female looking man. If I had
0: butched it up a little bit that day.
1: No, you would have to still be a man looking person instead of a, a female looking man. Sorry. They would say, oh, so this is for a Chrysler blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And assume that you knew that. Yes. And then you'd say, no, actually, it's this year. They must have changed that part number. See what I mean? Your right. Covering it up. Right. I've seen this. Yes. I worked in an auto parts store for about five minutes. I'm sorry. Or, you know, <laughs> whatever people say. Yeah. Say briefly. Yes. For a minute, that's what they say. See, I knew it was some kind of minute thing.
0: Well, you also had uh, auto mechanic certification. You went to a school for that for a while, didn't you?
1: I I didn't get certified. I promptly broke my neck, but... Literally. Yes, really, truly did break my neck, and...
0: Which is why the shirts that they were hunting for you didn't fit the measurements that they expected them to. Yes. Because you have a...
1: Yes, that's what we figured out, because, because I had gone back to measure the shirts, and I think you probably put that in notes at that point. But anyhow.
0: Did you get a lot of mansplaining when you were in mechanic school?
1: No. The shop teachers seemed to be, some of them fluent enough in what would be considered political correctness at that time. And the other ones in, I don't give a F about political correctness. I'm explaining it to these guys. And if you don't understand, too bad for you. Because there was one woman in each class of about 25 guys. And so I was just kind of the token person of difference. And once I rejected all their various offers of interest of any sort, I could just... Didn't
0: you start wearing a wedding ring after a while I, just to, to, be, to keep I had, them away?
1: But I had had a wedding ring for a long time. I bought it many years before because I found it to be very useful to fend off stupid guys. Yay. From bothering the... Trying to look apparently lesbian person who doesn't want you, you know?
0: It it reminds me of what Cameron Esposito said, you know, that she had gotten heckled with some guy saying, oh, you look like one of them women that doesn't sleep with men. And she's like, yes, that's the look I'm going for. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Good you picked up on that. (laughs) Right? Many guys don't, especially if there's 25 and there's one woman looking person. Yes. And, and here's the other thing about being the woman looking person. When you don't have hormone treatment like I do now, you have those pheromones and they're picking up on that too. I'm positive of it.
0: Uh huh. And they... I think
1: that's why it can be hard to pass for people when they don't have hormone treatment because your chemistry is more obvious than you really want it to be.
0: But nobody is picking up on those things consciously. It's all this underground, deep in the brain kind of stuff that nobody's really aware of.
1: But there are some people who are like, hey, what's going on here? And then start to pick up on it. And that's when somebody gets their ass beat or some horrendous situation.
0: When you say you were, you know, the one queer out of gender place, it reminds me of the guy who used to be my work spouse. Mm. He was the gay man in an elementary school. And it was funny to me that all these girls thought that he and I were together and I was just really an effective beard, I guess. Because he was completely not interested in women at all. And about half the staff recognized it and the other half the staff thought he was hot.
1: Went so far over their heads...
0: So that's totally great. It makes me smile because I totally mansplain shit to my students all the time. I only know half of what I'm talking about. And I know that I know half of what I'm talking about. And I tell them, frankly. So I guess it's not mansplaining because I admit my ignorance.
1: It's teacher-splaining.
0: It is teacher-splaining.
1: I'll get you guys to shut up. Let me tell you. Let me
0: tell you. That's
1: just teacher-splaining. And that's
0: the thing. You know, I'm completely willing to admit my ignorance. So then at that point, it really is not mansplaining. But at that point, it's I'm going to talk so many bullshit circles around you that you're going to shut up because you don't know what to say back
1: that's that's the thing i saw our number two child do at at cub scout camp to the guy who thought he was going to intimidate him remember that mm-hmm. uh, we, we talked about that at that point but our child talked so many bullshit circles around that guy and and fronted himself like right up in your face the guy was just like what what happened <laughs> Uh, where am I?
0: <laughs> Reminds me of the time that I had one of your former child clients in my classroom. And I said something about George. And I showed your picture to the class because relationship building. I talk about my own personal life when it's pertinent to the lesson. You,
1: you had that little picture of me and our number two child who who he once said, remember him coming in our room without his glasses on and pointing at the picture and saying, whose dad is that? And that was before my transition. Yes. and And I said, dude, that's your dad. That's me and you. (laughs) in that picture
0: that's us and it was the same picture on my desk and so it's this you know male looking person in a solid colored jacket most of the school students thought that you were my husband the police officer but I said something about my George and I never gendered you at that point because I didn't want the parent issues and you had not transitioned so I didn't say my wife I didn't say my husband I just said my George every time and sometimes I would say me Jorge, but usually I say my George. And I showed your picture to the class for a moment as I was explaining the story that went along with the lesson. And this kid who used to see you with their family in a mental health setting said, "George is a girl."
1: And and then you had to talk bullshit around. His... I
0: had to talk so much bullshit around him.
1: Yeah. The... And I
0: said, "George is a girl." I'm gonna tell George you said that. Are you talking about George in the fifth grade, man? I think he could take you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the kid shut shut up right away. He did. <laughs> He didn't know what was happening, but he started worrying about George in the fifth grade.
0: Yes, he did. And
1: that was all it took.
0: <laughs>
1: that was kinda of some kind of bullshit mansplaining thing there. Not just teacher <laughs> mansplaining. No. You know what that was too? That was some quick stepping queer splaining.
0: Queer yes. yes.
1: And I like queerness, but queer splaining is often a safety. Yes, Uh, it is.
0: You know, when you say things sideways, so that anyone who understands what's going on is going to be appreciative of it, but anybody who doesn't is going to be so far under it that they don't even realize it's going over their heads.
1: Yes. I feel like I have more to say and can't think of those words. I know that's really shocking.
0: (laughs) Well, why don't you explain it? Just come up with some shit. (laughs)
1: And it has, it, this is how I talk to you usually. It has something to do with queer things and talking about queer things and how I appreciate queer things because Basically, most of my life I've been a queer, but I can't think of what it has to do with mansplaining.
0: Yes, you you like things because for most of your life you presented yourself and were perceived as a butch dyke. And so that puts you solidly in the queer camp.
1: Well, plus I knew I wasn't just this queer dyke, even, though, even when it was way in the back of my head.
0: You' because knew there I was had more different about you,
1: there was more different about me, I mean, off and on during the periods where i where I got near the oh yeah, but I'm really a boy and I'm stuck here. This is wrong. It has to do I guess with beyond the queer explaining safety factor thing of um, oh, I just had the tip of it. What the heck was it? um,
0: stupid glaciers,
1: oh, yeah. Glaciers. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Tips. tip. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it sounds right, but I can't get it to the front of my brain. So when you say something like that, I'm like, yes, but why do I know that?
0: <laughs> because I only like the tip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. N- they they don't need to know that. Really. I know. I know. See, this is why- I made you laugh. You are such a man about just throwing <laughs> shit out there that's inappropriate. That's a different thing. That's not mansplaining. That's
0: that's verbal manspreading
1: (laughs) that's verbal manspreading you are correct
0: it totally is
1: guys do it all the time oh yeah and they do less of it now that it's not okay and they could get sued for that shit but they they do it all the time so i i like the queer explaining things because i'm one of those people who does appreciate the hey i caught that and i like that that's different because i like those different things yeah you know
0: yay yep so is there more to be said?
1: Sometimes you and I queer explain things to each other just because it's a you know those inside queer jokes.
0: It is amusing to do that.
1: yes, it's entertaining for us when we're having conversations mm-hmm. about things, yes, like now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is that it then?
1: That's probably it.
0: If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. It made me think of that the other day. The other other day.
1: The other other day.
0: Which was only just a couple days ago when I was editing the episode. No, I take that back. It would be a few weeks ago when I was editing the episode about, I don't even remember what.
1: That's why it's so important to say when it was. Right.
0: (laughs) So let me try that again.
1: Okay. You can kind of, you know, when they're that long, you can kind of hold it down. And it's still not a, I didn't want to stick any more plasters to my I didn't want um any uh
0: wha- here, here, any unintentional waxing.
1: So far over their heads, it was you know. Oh, did you see that? That was a hawk.
0: Nice, uh, like so, a hawk. So there. Like about a. You know, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw something together. <laughs> Certainly, I can. But but I know Cause, I'm because you're a that. man. You're putting stuff together, and I, you're just explaining it. I well,
1: I know that though. I know that.